0: his own throat. He'd have been dead in hours if Montgomery hadn't stolen drugs from a chemist shop outside of Liverpool to counterbalance the worst of the poison's effects. It wasn't a cure, but it was a chance. Now, overcome by delirium and fever, he was caught somewhere between life and death, between being Edward and being the Beast. Lucy was up there now, tending to him at his bedside, while Balthazar stood guard outside the door. The floorboard stopped shifting, and I relaxed. I leaned forward, letting my hair screen my face, and toyed with a ring on my finger. Ignorant are we, lass? I tossed back my hair to see the speaker. A thin man with a wide gut that stretched his cheap green satin tunic. The leader of the troop, I assumed. The room had gone silent, save the sounds of the fire popping and the barmaid cleaning glasses none of his troop was laughing now it was a private conversation I explained you shouldn't have listened in if you didn't want to hear what we had to say the thin man's eyebrows shot up in surprise that a young woman would speak to him so boldly he dragged his wooden stool next to mine leaning in so close that I could smell the sour beer on his breath you've a fine accent city folk are you if you're smart You'll turn back. He dropped his voice to a theatrical hush. Strange things happen this far north. Flashes of coloured light. Pools of black water. They say half the women smell of witchcraft. He was trying to frighten me, and it wasn't working. It's probably the smell of soap, I said. I don't suppose you'd recognise that particular odour. The barmaid snickered. Montgomery's hand tightened over mine. The last thing we need to do is draw attention to ourselves, he whispered in my ear. He was right. I started to turn away, but the thin man grabbed my stool with surprising strength and dragged it over until my face was only inches from his. If you've a ghost story, then by all means, lass, tell us. Montgomery let out a sigh. I narrowed my eyes. I should go upstairs. I should leave it be. But my nerves were agitated, and my patience was a prickly monster. If this man thought I didn't have my own horrors to tell, he was wrong. I started to open my mouth. I could tell him about a madman banished to an island who twisted animals until they spoke and walked on two legs, or a murderer stalking the streets of London who left behind white flowers tinged with blood— "'or I could go upstairs and unlock Edward's door "'and let the beast's six-inch claws "'show these carnival performers what real terror was. "'We've had a long journey,' Montgomery answered for me, "'our nerves afraid we didn't mean to offend.' "'His words had a finality to them "'that sent the man grumbling back to the fireplace "'where the old woman let out another belch. "'I could have handled it on my own,' I said. "'He raised an eyebrow.' "'by dumping your soup in his lap, most likely, and starting a brawl. "'I told you, we need to remain unnoticed. Now I should check on the horses while there's still a bit of daylight. "'Eat that soup before it goes cold. You need it.' "'He pulled his oilskin jacket over his shirt and disappeared into the freezing rain. "'Alone at the table, ignoring the din from the carnival troupe, "'I watched the steam rise from my soup "'while I calculated the distance to Ballantyne Manor. We'd been riding for three days, but the rain and snow and a broken strut had slowed us, so it might be another full day before we arrived. Not much time to keep Edward's fever stabilised until we could find a cure. Footsteps approached, and a man sank into the seat that Montgomery had vacated. I jerked out of my calculations, frowning. He wore the same gaudy green tunic as the rest of the carnival troupe, but I hadn't seen him earlier. I certainly would have remembered if I had. His skin and hair were coffee dark, marking him as a foreigner from Africa or the Americas. I narrowed my eyes. I already told your leader that you won't get any stories out of me, I said. It isn't a story I want. His voice was deep and raspy, with traces of a faraway accent. It's you, pretty girl. I raise my eyebrow, ready to fulfil Montgomery's fears and dump the soup in the man's lap.